and welcome back to Performer Talks. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about Performing Arts Mag. Performing Arts Mag is a completely free online magazine specifically designed to help performers and performing arts-based businesses. Performing Arts Mag provides engaging, relevant and insightful content on the industry from leading professionals in the business. And like I say, it's all completely free and there to help make our industry more accessible for everyone. To download any of our free monthly editions, just head to the link in our show notes. And don't forget to check out Performing Arts Mag's website to keep up to date with all the latest theatre, film and TV news. A massive thank you for listening to our show. Don't forget, if you love this episode, please leave a review on Spotify or iTunes. Let's get on with today's episode. So I wanted to come on today and share the three biggest mistakes that I'm currently seeing performers make. And the reason that I'm seeing them be made is because I did them. I have made all of these mistakes before. But over my time in the industry, I've kind of learned from them. I can recognise the patterns that I saw myself go through. And I've come out the other side of it and I've learned from them. But I want to share the mistakes that I made so that you guys don't make them. And so that your journey is easier than mine. And if you can learn from it and be better than me, that's amazing. Because that's exactly what you should aim to be. You should always be aiming to be better than you were yesterday. And I'm trying to give you my mistakes so that you can learn from them and don't have to make them yourself. So you're already a level up on what I have been. You know, um, our aim is to make people better. And if I can share some of these mistakes and they're a value for you to learn from, then hopefully you can go on to bigger and better things. So the three biggest mistakes I'm currently seeing at the minute and the patterns that I'm seeing are very consistent a lot of people are making them. A lot of people write to me either through Instagram, they connect with me via the podcast, um, they are messaging me via the magazine, like seeing the magazine and asking questions about articles that are in it, or they're messaging me on TikTok. And they're, a lot of the time, they're saying, I'm applying to agents, no agents are considering me. I'm applying to loads of roles, Casting directors aren't even looking at me. I'm not even being considered for jobs. And then they send me their application or they send me their headshot and their CV and they tell me what they've written or what they've not written. And it becomes very apparent as to why they aren't particularly moving forward in that area. So the first thing I'm seeing a lot of the time is headshots and CVs that just aren't quite right and what I mean by that is headshot and a CV are the first thing casting directors see of you they're the first thing that agents are going to look at and consider you on before they've even seen your footage they are going to make a judgment from your headshot and your CV because that's what casting directors are going to see so within the first 30 seconds they're gonna know what you look like and hopefully know who you are and what you do that's the aim of those two things And at the minute, we're not getting enough of who we are and what we do out into the world. We're not showcasing ourselves and selling ourselves in the best way. So when casting directors have got hundreds of CVs and headshots in the desks, 
as aren't being the ones to stand out and make them look. And that's what needs to change. So if you guys haven't checked out my free PDF guides online, then I highly recommend doing it. You can either find it through heading to my Instagram, which is in the bio of this show notes of this episode. You could head to the bio in my Instagram and there's a link tree. And under that, you'll find like the magazine, you'll find the links to this podcast, and you'll also find a thing called Performer Resources. Now, if you click on that, it will take you to Performing Arts Mag's websites. That's another way you can find these guides. It's by heading to Performing Arts Mag websites and clicking on Resources and clicking Performer Resources. And there you will find PDF guides. And the reason I'm advertising these guides is because they're completely free for you to download, but they also show you not just me telling you, they show you what I mean. So with the CV, I teach you step by step of what to put in each different section of your CV. And at the back of this PDF guide, there is a literal template that you can copy to make your CV stand out. It's professionally formatted. It's easy for casting directors to read and it will showcase you to the best of your ability. So I urge you to look at that PDF. It's completely free to download. Download it and look at the template. Look at all the different categories and look at what I've done on the template so that you can literally copy it, but just put your own stuff in there because that is the best way for a casting director to be able to read your CV. And with that, don't be afraid to state the obvious. This is one of the things I keep seeing. Like I was looking at a friend of mine's CV the other day and they are bilingual. And it said in bottom, at the very, very bottom of the CV, um, you know, their native language. And it wasn't highlighted. It was just in with the other accents. And I was like, this is such a big asset to you. Like, this is something that is going to book you jobs over other people. This is the thing that makes you, you and you unique. And it's one of your unique selling points. You know, we talk about USPs in business. Um, and people need to start realizing that when you're a self-employed performer, you are the business. So you have a unique selling point. And that needs to be written all over your CV. I'm talking in the special skills section, in the accents and dialects, it should have like a little asterisk to highlight that your exceptional level at this, you know, this is your native language or another language that you speak fluently. You know, at the top, I'd write it where you put all your appearances and things. If I'm going for a role, I wanna make sure that they know, especially if I need to speak another language, You don't have to have it on there all the time at the top, but if you're going for a role where they want a bilingual person, shove it at the top of the CV. Like shove it where the height and all your other information is about what you look like, put it there because that is like a huge selling point for you. And it's like casting directors can look at it within 10 seconds and go, yeah. They're not filtering through your CV trying to find it. If you've got something like that, a unique selling point, tell the casting panel who you are in your CV and they're not gonna know that unless they know you, you know? So you've got to make it obvious for them, like really obvious. It might seem painfully obvious, but to you it might be, but to the casting panel who've never met you before and don't know you, that is huge. So make sure you're using your CV to make yourself stand out, to make yourself to sell yourself, basically. You're a brand, you're a business. Showcase your product. And then with your headshot as well, this is another thing that casting directors and agents and audition panels will see straight away, is your headshot. Now, 
I always say try and get them done professionally if you can, but there isn't always the time and there isn't always funds, so sometimes we have to take them at home. And that is completely fine. But you still got to make it look professional. And there's another PDF guide in the same place that's on how to get a great headshot. And I teach you how to set it up at home. Now, obviously, with the PDF guide, again, you can't really... I can show you images of how I want it to be set up and how like the industry likes it being set up. But it's not really easy for you to see. So if you have TikTok, go and take a look at my TikTok. And I think it's on my Instagram as well. I'll make sure I post the last part if I haven't already posted that. But I teach you how to get great headshots at home through videos. I show you examples of how you can set up your camera. In the first part, I teach you how to set up the shot. So like having your camera at eye level, having great lighting, having plain backgrounds. Um, in the second part, I show you how to, what to do when taking the shot. So I teach you how to pose for the camera to make it dimensional, what part of your body you should have in the frame. Um, and there's other bits on there as well. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It's been a little while, but it's really, really helpful. And then in the third part, I teach you what clothing, what makeup, what hair, to kind of coordinate the look and suggest different roles to make you as castable as possible. So definitely take a look at that. If you head to my TikTok, I've got playlists now um, and there's one that says tips. And if you go on there, you'll be able to scroll down and find all the parts um, which are there. And there's three parts. And that video will really kind of give you a, a visual aid of how of what I mean and what I say. And also with headshots at the minute, I'm seeing so much over editing. So if you've got someone else that you can give your headshot to, to edit, I highly recommend it because I've done it before. I've like edited a photo of me that I think looks really nice and I've edited and I've edited and I've been on there a while just trying to get it right. And then I've saved it and I've gone back and looked at it when I'm about to post it and gone, oh my God, I over-edited this so badly. Like contrast is so high and, you know, everything looks fake and a little bit too much. Um... And it's because I've been in that editing mode and I've been making small minor adjustments and they all add up and you couldn't really see where I'd been um, or I didn't think you could. And then I looked back and I'm like, wow, that's so over edited. And it's so easy to cross that line and it happens so quickly, um, you know, and it, it's really difficult to edit your own photos well. Um, and recently I've had, I think about five in the last week people send me their headshots and they've just been a little bit too over-edited. Remember that this has still got to be you. Like they've got to, you've got to turn up to the audition and people know that you are the person in this photo. And a lot of people have started changing their appearance. So they've like smoothed out their skin to make it look completely flawless. Um, they've added a bit of makeup with the filter they've airbrushed themselves they've thinned out their jawline it isn't a glamour shot this has got to be you and you are beautiful and you will have things that make people drawn to you so use whatever tools you have, but to please don't edit yourself. The idea of editing a headshot would be making the vibrance and the colours just pop a little bit to make your image not seem, you know, too dull with the colouring. It's just enhancing your features. So please don't edit yourself. What you need to do is just 
edit the colours slightly to make your hair pop or your eye colour pop or, um, you know, uh, show all the different colours of the outfit you're wearing that bring out your features. Um, that's the kind of thing you want to be looking at editing, not yourself. So it's so easy to over edit. So please be very careful. Like I say, if you can get someone else to edit for you, get them to do it on a free app. So they don't have any crazy features that that they can use. They can just adjust the coloring a little bit to make it a more vibrant photo so that it will stand out in a range of professionally taken shots and shots at home. Yours will still stand out, but not because you've over edited your shot. Um, So that's a bit of a pitfall that I'm seeing a lot of people fall into at the minute. So make sure your headshots and CVs are like industry standard and sell who you are and what you do just by looking at them. That is the main thing that they need to do. That's their purpose and a lot of people aren't using them in the right way to sell their product, to sell their business, to sell themselves as a brand and what they do. So make sure you're using that to your advantage. Use your headshot and your CV to book you that job, to get seen by that agent. By enhancing those two things, you will immediately be more castable and a lot more interest and things will happen for you. Even though you might not see it behind the scenes, people will be recognizing you and you will be moving forward. So if you haven't got your headshot and CV sorted, please do take a look at those PDF guides um, because I feel like they will really help you. The second thing that I'm hearing a lot is people are not writing to people directly. They're sending out blanket emails to loads of loads of agents. And the problem with that is agents know blanket emails when they see one. Um, they're not daft. And they, they know when they're not particularly the first on the list. And that's kind of what a template email says. If you write it takes a while, but it's so worth doing. If you go onto an agency's website, there's often a meet the team or an about us page. You can find out who you are literally writing this email to. Address it directly to them. Then you want to pick out a couple of words on their mission statement about the agency, about what they do that you resonate with. And then put it in the email. Be like, I love that you support and nurture your graduates and fresh faces in the industry I love that you are loyal to your clients whatever it says in their mission statement that they do mention it in the email so this is why I want to be represented by you and don't forget also while we're on that point to tell them what you could offer them what can you bring to them that's going to make them want to sign with you because they get hundreds of emails every day looking for people for people of people put my teeth back in of people seeking representation they have hundreds of emails of people wanting to be represented by them so what can you offer them that's different from everyone else what is your unique selling point how can you be an asset to them how can you make a difference for them Because at the end of the day, when you work, they work and they earn money. So how can you make them money? That's ultimately what they need to know. 
you know, and sometimes they can't just see it from a hedge on TV. Tell them, tell them why you're castable, why you're castable. Tell them why you would be an asset to their team and what you'd bring that other people necessarily maybe wouldn't. Tell them what you've got that's special because everyone has it. So if you don't know what it is, really take some time to pause and reflect and write down all the things that you're good at. And I promise you there'll be a list. If you look hard enough, you'll realise that there are so many things that you're good at. So if you're not sure what they are, take a moment to think about all the things that make you amazing. Is it your resilience? Is it your determination? Is it your work ethic? Is it the way that you deal with difficult situations? It doesn't have to be talent. It doesn't have to be that you can do 18 pirouettes or that you can get your leg round your head or that you can belt the highest note or you can hit a top C or that you can do like 25 different accents. Like, tell them who you are and tell them why they want to work with you. And when you're writing to people, keep it professional, but also keep it personal. Like I said, don't just send out a template email. Speak to the person you're writing to. And that will make a massive difference. We're currently in July right now, very start of July. And between May and end of July is when you want to be writing. If you want to be in panto season, this is the time. This is your time to write to people. I think I've written to every pantomime company within about a 50 mile radius. And I've written to the ones that I really want to work for. And I've said why I want to work for them. And I've also said where I am and where I'm based and how I'd be able to help, you know, and what I do not only as a as a performer, but what I do as a company member, you know, and this is the perfect time to be writing to people to get your name known. Don't just wait for the castings to come up on Spotlight and your agent to submit you or apply to castings through casting directories. Take a proactive approach, write to people. Because then when they see your application through your agent on Spotlight or you, they see your submission in the casting directory, they'll link the two together. They'll be like, oh, she's applied because she really wants to work with us. She's written to us as well as just applying through her agent. She must be really keen. Or he must be desperate to work with us because they've written this amazing cover letter and amazing email about why we should hire them as well as being submitted on there. So it really does level up your application just by writing to people, talk to people, connect with them, be human with them, level with them and it will do you so many favours. So write to people because not enough people are using that and it is such an effective tool. Like you think about how many applications they get through casting directories. If they've got your email as well, that's twice the chance of being seen. I'm not saying bombard them with emails, just send them an email about what you do, send them your reels, send your CV and your agent contact details, send it off to them. And then you can also get your agent to apply through the social, um, through Spotlight and you can apply on castings like Star Now, Backstage, Mandy, whatever you're on and whatever works for you. <clears throat> but writing to people is so underestimated and it takes a lot of time. But I promise you, if you do it well, especially with agents, if you do it well, it will massively improve your chances of being seen. So take the time invest the time do your research so that you can write an outstanding cover letter because I promise you it will do you justice and then the very last thing that I'm seeing I went and took class the other day 
And I've been taking several because I was trying to find one I liked. Thankfully, I found one that's great that's in like a local area to me. And I've already found an acting group that I love and that, you know, pushed me to be a be a better actor. And every class I come out and I've learned so much in that time. And I have a one-to-one vocal coach who's amazing. And um, I, I, I'm starting to kind of see patterns because I, I go alongside other people even with my vocal coach, um, I go with someone else and they're a complete beginner. Um, and we have very different sessions, but our vocal coach is so adaptable that she, it's really interesting actually to watch her work with someone who's starting completely from scratch and then to watch her work with me because it's a very different route that she takes. Um, but it's incredible to watch the journey and the improvement in the small time we have. But when I go to class, like I say, I go to an acting group. So I see lots of people in that class and I see a lot of people in dance classes. And I've been trying quite a few to find one that I really like. And I've been going around several places. And the main thing I've noticed is performers are not treating class like a class. They're treating classes like auditions. And this really shook me because there is a massive difference between a class and an audition. And of course, when you're in training, you want to work on being clean. You want to work on um, having your endurance and your stamina to, to, to get through the class. And then maybe you've got classes after. So you want to, you know, spread out your um, your endurance throughout that time. But so many people are taking class and aiming to get things right. And yeah, you want to be trying to pick things up and things. But classes are your time to make these mistakes. Classes are times to push the boundaries and see what you can do. To challenge yourself and get things wrong so you don't make those mistakes in the auditions. So you know what you can do in auditions. And I was watching people do exercises at the several classes that I've been to and they were so reserved. Everything was so placed. And I was the only one being a little bit messy and not not messy instinctively, but when they said, okay, try triples if you want to do triples. Um, and people were sticking to doubles and singles and doing them really clean. And I was like, going for it you know and they weren't they weren't unclean but they were you know not as placed as if I was doing a single or a double um because I was going for it you know I was giving it a bit of oomph and I was you know finding my balance but by the end I was hitting some cleaner triples because I'd spent that time going for it but then when the teacher asked them to to try the triples it was like this huge burden because they'd only been doing their singles and doubles. If you're gonna go for things, go for it in class. Make the mistakes in the safe space when there's not eyes on you. Because I promise you, even if you feel like there are eyes on you, everyone is too concerned about what they're doing to be bothered. Like it genuinely, and in auditions as well, like literally no one, I'm sorry, this is going to sound really harsh, but literally no one cares about you. Like literally everyone is in there trying to get this job for themselves. They're not worried about what you're doing. 
Like, I promise you, even if they're watching you and you're in groups, they literally are thinking through the routine or they may be looking at you, but they're thinking about what they're going to have for dinner tonight or like everyone is in their own little world and especially in auditions when, you know, oh, I feel so nervous. Yeah, you might be looking at them, but you're literally thinking, oh, they've, they've got really good technique. I need to remember that or that's the move that I keep forgetting in the routine. Like, I promise it's not about you. Um, so in class it's exactly the same so just take that time for yourself this is your class this is your time to improve and to enhance your skills so use it like yes there's a time to practice cleanliness and being super clean and super on it and super accurate but there's also time to just go for it and let rip a little bit because you then in the audition you can find that perfect balance of between okay this is what I can do let me show you how good I am let me show you what I can do let me show you what I'm here to do but then also look at how clean I can do it like it's not just me doing four turns I can do it and do well you know and you only get that by giving it a really good going class and yes there's a time to reserve energy but in a class in a class go for it give it everything you've got because that build up of your training when you get into an audition you will have the stamina and the endurance that you've gained from throwing yourself into class you will have that in the audition but you can contain it more and keep it cleaner and keep it more accurate and keep it more detailed because you're in an audition but you've got to go through this thing of being allowed to make mistakes and falling on your face and knowing where your weight needs to be and not being afraid to mess up, not being afraid to take it too far with your acting, not being afraid to be told, okay, now rein it in a little bit. Not to be afraid to hit that note and try it and make a funny noise because then you won't do it in an audition or you'll know how to make it ready for an audition you might surprise yourself so treat class like a class don't treat it like an audition this isn't something you're going to be judged on go for it and keep pushing yourself to be the next level of performer you can be and I promise you it will do you so much service if you start treating class like training rather than a performance because there is a big difference between what you need to do so just go for it, enjoy class, throw yourself in. And I promise the more worried and the more silly that you feel you're going to look, the sillier you'll look if you're like worried and in your own head and going for it, but not quite going for it. Your body will look sillier. Your voice will sound odder. You'll make even more funny notes. Um, it won't come across quite right with your acting. It will be more uncomfortable. Like if you just go for it, Teachers can guide you. They can give you the tips and techniques to help you get to that level. But if you keep reserved, if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and keep it consistent and keep it the same, they're not going to be able to help you. So you've got to be able to be willing to go outside your comfort zone because that is where the progress happens. So use your classes as your safe space when you've got a good teacher around you who's going to help guide you on how to get to the level you want to be at. Use your class. So I hope that helps. They are my three biggest mistakes. And like I said, I've made all three. You know, I've been there. I've got the t-shirt. And 
I've thankfully have come out of that and can see the mistakes I've made. But if you can learn from this and prevent yourself making these mistakes or learn from them quicker than I did without doing the things that I've done and aim to be better than me, then please use them. So get your headshots, get your CV sorted so that it explains who you are and what you do at like a 10 second glance. Write to people, whether it be agents, casting directors, creatives, explain why you want to work for them, explain how you can be an asset to them. Be personal and be professional in your approach and do your research so that you can write to them and show that you actually really want to do it. Because they're getting thousands of applications, be the one to stand out and make a different application. And third, treat class like a class. Don't treat it like an audition. Go for it. Throw yourself in and see how much progress you can make. I hope this episode was helpful. I just want to say a massive thank you because you are changing the industry every single day and I don't think you guys realise how much you're doing. But just by sharing an Instagram post we've made or tagging your friend in a TikTok or sharing it to your story or sharing this podcast or leaving reviews that is massively helping by leaving reviews on Spotify on iTunes on Apple Podcasts like wherever you listen to your podcast please leave a review because we really need them and it's massively helping and then by sharing the magazine as well you guys are literally making the, the industry such a better place because people are now being able to find the information they want and the information they need through any of those kind of streams. And people are finding it more and more every day. I'm getting more and more messages saying, I saw my friend post this or my friend tagged me in this or my friend said I should speak to you about this or I've seen your magazine. And it's all because of you amazing people sharing everything. And it really does help. And you don't see the difference you're making, but I promise you everything you're doing is helping get people seen by agents or getting booked for jobs. And it's because of the sharing and the amazing support you're giving. So please keep on doing it because you're helping so many more performers find the information they need for free. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I don't think you'll ever know how truly grateful I am for your continuous support because it continues to blow me away and people are really benefiting from what you're doing so thank you so much to you listening at home I hope you have a wonderful wonderful week and I hope that this episode was super helpful and I hope that you're going to go on to be the best performer and person that you can possibly be thank you so much for listening to performer talks You can head to the link in our show notes to download your free copy of Performing Arts Mag now. You can also head to the show notes to get in touch with Bethany at The Performer Journals on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to head to Spotify or iTunes where you can leave us a review. A review helps make the industry more accessible by releasing our podcast to more performers and helping them get the help they need for free. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.